and welcome to the Ethnos New Brunswick podcast. We're so glad you're joining us. Ethnos is a new organization looking to join in the holistic, community-transforming work happening in New Brunswick and Highland Park. Part of that includes thinking about the spiritual health and vitality of our community. Each week, our gathering is meant to give our community a safe and helpful place for that. Today's episode, Love, is the fifth in our series called DNA, What Defines Us, with the conversation being led by speaker Yukon Chu. Cool. Well, uh, we're going to continue on with our time here then uh, through uh, a moment of reflection, discussion, engagement uh, with the teachings of Jesus. Uh, We do this every week, of course, because we believe that our spiritual journey needs some guidance. Uh, We can figure some things out, but not everything out. And so we believe there's a need for uh, an outside source, an outside guide for us. Now, while that outside source and guide can come from some different places, we believe here at Ethnos that Jesus is a unique source, a a unique place of guidance for us. And so every Sunday, we take a moment to look at his life, his teaching, to get that spiritual guidance for us. Of course, you can bring uh, your source, your ideas from wherever you may come, bring it to the tables, literally, to discuss. But we hope that as we discuss the teaching and life of Jesus, you will find some additional help and additional guidance that will really direct your path. Uh, We're in this series, of course, called DNA. We decided to get 2019 started with this series. Uh, DNA is a series about the core values, the core principles that drive us here, that ground us here at Ethnos. We thought it'd be important for us to talk about these as 2019 gets started because we really believe 2019 is going to be a unique year for us here at Ethnos. Some of you know that we've been at this for just two and a half years. We're still relatively new. And we believe that 2019 is going to be a unique year of growth for us. Growth both in terms of depth, our depth with God and our city, but also in terms of breadth. We really believe 2019 is going to be a year where we'll see more and more people in our city, more and more people in our community engaged here at Ethnos. And in fact, that uh, some of the leaders have been talking about that we really believe at Ethnos that by June of 2019, we will be doubling in size. We just have this sense that something's happening here that's pretty exciting. And so our hope with this series is for us to understand, hey, who are we really at Ethnos? If we're new here, we're looking to join in, what, what is this group really about? And can we really embody what this group is about and share this with our city? Our hope through this series is that we can all catch this DNA. And then as we live it and and hold on to it, the people around us will be transformed as well. And so today, we're going to be talking about one of the core strands of our DNA. Last week we talked about this idea of process, the spiritual, that the spiritual journey is a process. It's not something that can get forced. It's something only God can lead us. It takes time. Today we're going to switch gears and talk about a value that's so key. It's a value we've already been singing about and talking about. It's this value of love. Love. Now, of course, love is a very broad term. It's a very slippery term. There are a lot of ideas about love. I was just looking at like a song list and thinking about like what Marvin Gaye has to say about love, Ariana Grande, The Cure, 
Friday I'm in love, but not other days. Really strange idea. Um, Whitney Houston, I'm always going to be in love. So you can always be in love, but you can be in love on just on Friday. We have all kinds of ideas about love, what it is, when we love, when we don't love. Why don't we take a quick minute with our neighbors, and I want to challenge you with your neighbor right now in one minute, come up with a one to two sentence definition of love. All right, you got one minute with your neighbor. Go for it, and let's get this conversation going. All right, so we, uh, we're missing our wireless microphone today, so I, I, I can't walk around with this. And so I'm going to need you, if you're interested in sharing today, to uh, kind of raise your hand and just speak really loudly so we can all see, but, uh, so we can all see, we can all hear uh, you. Um, what is love? Who wants to take a stab at this? Which, which group, which table wants to give it a try? One to two sentences. Okay, we'll go right here, Reggie, and then we'll go back there with Fanny. Yeah, real loud. A sacrificial choice. Okay, that's pretty good for a sentence. All right, let's give it up for this table, Reggie. All right, sacrificial choice. All right, over there, yeah. Whoa, whoa, okay. The most beautifully heartbreaking feeling. All right, okay, okay, let's give it up for the high schoolers over there, yeah, okay. Anybody else, yeah, right here, real loud. Okay, that's good. Love is a feeling or action easier said than done. I like that. Let's give it up over here. All right. Cool. Anybody else want to give a stab? Okay, right here. Yeah. Intentionally caring for someone. All right, that's good. Let's give it up for this table. Thank you. All right, anybody else? Yes, last one. Real loud. Caring on purpose. I like that. I like that. Caring on purpose. Let's give it up for this table over here, Enda and Deborah. Yeah. You know, already, right, as we've thought about this, we've had already different definitions. Love is a very multifaceted, complex, beautiful, yet simple idea. I think we feel that, we, we know that uh, subconsciously or consciously. We know that it's Simple yet complex, it's beautiful yet challenging. Uh, I'm excited to talk about love here today, not because I, I know a lot about it, I'm, I'm definitely still a novice in many ways, but I'm excited to talk about it because I think Jesus and his scriptures have some fascinating, challenging, and transforming things to say about what love is. And as we think about who we ought to be here at Ethnos, and who we ought to be as individuals even, who we hope to be for our city. I hope this conversation about Jesus and his vision of love will transform us here today. We're going to take a look at three aspects. We can take a look at a number of things, but we're going to just look at three simple aspects of what love is according to Jesus and his scriptures. And we're going to get started with this idea, and, and you can take a look on uh, your, your sheets here to, uh, today on the table. We're going to take a look here, and, and the first idea is... Simply this, this is going to sound really interesting, and you might think this is a weird place to start, but I'll explain why we're going to start here, okay? Number one, Jesus talks about love as loving, number one, the strangers in our lives. Loving the strangers in our lives. Now, it's really interesting. You can see this uh, in your kind of handout here. There are a number of 
scriptures where Jesus and his followers talk about how loving the stranger is something we ought to do. Everybody who wants to follow Jesus ought to do that. Love your strangers. And also, especially those who call themselves leaders in the spiritual community, loving the stranger is so important. But here's a, here's a catch. Oftentimes, and maybe you've experienced this, oftentimes when you read Jesus and his scriptures, you don't really, you can, you can miss that idea of loving the stranger. And the reason you can miss it is actually because of, of an issue of translation. Did you know that? Let me show you what I mean. Look at your sheet here, if you will. You'll notice that I include an excerpt from a, 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 a scripture called 1 Peter. And it, it says this. Look at your sheet there. It says this. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Right? Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Now, you may just read that and you're like, oh, okay, this is a sentence that's talking about hospitality. It's talking about this idea of maybe... Like we should make our homes really nice and cook good food and have our friends over. Or maybe like you think hospitality industry, like the hotels you, you've stayed at before perhaps. You're like, oh, I got to make things really clean and nice. I, I need to do that with other people without getting upset, without grumbling, right? That's right? kind of how we think about this word hospitality and all those things. But here's the deal. Check this out. There's something lost in translation here. Because the original word here uh, written in Greek... Uh, the original scriptures of Jesus were written in Greek some 2,000 years ago, so it's kind of an ancient language. The original word is this word right here on the screen, philozenia. Philozenia or philozenia. Anybody want to take a guess what this word means? Yeah, do it real quick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. He's kind of... He got some hints there too, but no, no, that's good, Jeff. You're absolutely right. Phila or philos, as some of you may know, is the Greek word, one of the Greek words for love. You guys may have heard that Philadelphia is the city of brotherly love. Phila, philo, Philadelphia, brotherly love. So philo is one of the words in Greek for love. And xenia, right, is where we get the word xenophobia, fear of strangers. That's the word, loving the stranger. That's the word right here. And can I propose to you that this word isn't just loving the stranger like, oh, we should be nice to the stranger, but philo is often used in loving in terms of familial love, like loving your brother or sister, right, Philadelphia, loving the family. This is really, I think, talking about loving the stranger like family, loving the stranger until they become like family. Let's just think about this. Actually, let's do this really quick. This is going to be a little uncomfortable, okay? But let's, let's see how this looks and feels right now, okay? I want you to take a look around this room. I want you to pinpoint someone you do not know. Someone who is a stranger to you. Okay, and I know this is going to be super uncomfortable, especially if you're introverted. If you don't like meeting new people, I apologize. <laughs> but we're going to do this, okay? I want you right now to get up, find that person you pinpointed, sit down next to them. You can take your stuff. You're going to change seats for the rest of today. I'm sorry. Uh, some of you maybe have a language uh, barrier. I need you to do this too. 
I want you to get up, find that stranger, sit next to them, and I want you to answer these three things with them right now. What's your name? Where do you live? How did you find out about Ethnos? Let's just do this. You got two minutes. I'm glad, I'm glad I hear many of you talking. This is good. I'm going to invite you to continue those conversations afterwards, okay? So kind of wrap them up. There's, you probably heard some good stories already about how you came here. That's great. Now, here's the deal. I want you to just kind of ask yourself some questions. You don't have to say it out loud, but I want you to ask these questions. Number one, how did you feel right now? How uncomfortable did you get? Maybe some of you got real uncomfortable, but maybe some of you got kind of excited. You discovered something through that discomfort. How did you feel? Okay. And number two, how do you think this would make a difference if you did this every time you're here? If you did this perhaps in your neighborhood, perhaps at your work, at your school? What if you had this deep conviction that you needed to love the stranger until they become like family? How would our city change? It'd be a different place, wouldn't it? Wouldn't your neighborhood, wouldn't your workplace, wouldn't this room here be a totally different place? Jesus is inviting us to love. And the first aspect today we want to think about is he invites us to love the stranger as they become like family. But he doesn't want us just to stop there. The second aspect he wants us to think about is to love with feelings. To love with feelings. Now take a look at your sheet again. Sometimes this can be overlooked because for whatever reason, sometimes we think, especially when we talk about Jesus, and maybe you've kind of grown up talking about Jesus and you've heard a lot of talks about love, but Oftentimes, loving like Jesus can be boiled down to actions and sacrificial actions. And that's really important. In fact, we're going to end there. We're going to talk about sacrificial actions. But sometimes we talk about the sacrificial action to the expense or detriment of the feeling part of love. In fact, sometimes some spiritual people think we need to get beyond our feelings to really love. I mean, there's some religious systems, right, that say desire is bad, for example, Buddhism. And so you kind of need to transcend that. So sometimes feelings gets a bad rap. But when Jesus was around and his followers around, he, Jesus actually loved feelings. It's part of who we are. It's part of how God created us. The problem is we get our feelings misdirected. We get them based on the wrong things, right? That's really the problem. So when Jesus was around, he actually said we should love. Yeah, love with action. We should love the stranger. But he also talked about feelings. Notice the excerpt here on your sheet in their, under point number two. Love each other with strong affection. I mean, it's as simple as that, right? And the word there, if you're interested, the Greek is philo. There's our word again for love, brotherly love. And then the second word is storgos or storge, which is strong feeling. Okay, so love with strong feeling. Now, here's the deal, right? Look at the person that you sat next to, okay? You don't need to look into their eyes. Don't get creepy <laughs> right now. Just look at them. Look at each other. Say hi again. Nice to meet you. <laughs> right? Now, here's the deal, right? It's easy. It's easy in this moment to have an enjoyable time 
with the person you're sitting next to, right? You haven't really gotten to know them completely. They haven't made you mad yet. <laughs> they haven't annoyed you. They haven't bugged you. But what, did, what happens when they start becoming like family, right? Oh, yeah. Feelings will come. But here's the, here's the deal, right? Some of us, though, have grown up in families where actually feelings don't come. Our feelings, perhaps, are something distant. Maybe you, as we talk about loving them into the family, you're like, well, my family was kind of messed up. It was dysfunctional. Nobody loved each other, actually. It was really toxic. So, yeah, we're not talking about that kind of family, no. But we are talking about a family where there's actual affection. And maybe you haven't experienced that, and, and, and you need to ask God, God, can you actually give me that? But I think about my family, I think about my wife, uh, particularly Yen Yen here, and some of you may know that, um, may have heard our story, but prior to me meeting Yen Yen, I came from a family that, that did not express feelings at all. I mean, it, we just didn't. And if you were, would have met me when I was 18, uh, I was a very serious person. And some of you th still think I'm pretty serious now, but I was like... <laughs> A really serious person. And when Yan Yan first met me, we met at 18. We've been uh, married uh, 18 years now. Uh, we've been together for like 25 years or something. It's crazy. We've been together for a while now. Um, but when Yan Yan first met me, it was so funny because she thought I was just way too serious. And she's not serious. I mean, she, she can be, but it's all a veneer. She's a very goofy person. And even, even like, even as late as this morning, when she comes and interacts with the family and when she wakes up, um, she's always like, hi, everyone. And she, like, gives everyone hugs and, and like, kisses. And, and it's funny because uh, some of you know Jenny is living with us. Uh, Jenny, where are you at? Jenny. And Jenny, um, it's really funny because I think Jenny gets freaked out sometimes by the way Yen Yen loves, loves us. Right, Jenny? Yeah, it's a little crazy, right? It's a little crazy. But here's what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is that Love and the love that Jesus is inviting us to with the people sitting right next to us right now is not just going to be about, oh, yeah, I'm going to be nice and friendly. It's not going to be like, oh, I'm going to sacrifice for you, which we'll talk about. But it, at a very basic level, it's about actually having affection, like liking the person. It's, you know, sometimes some people say, I, I love you, but I don't like you. That's, that's stupid. <laughs> Where, that, that's just like, what are you talking about? No, you got to like the person, too. It is a lot. Yeah. So look at the person next to you. Now, again, don't get weird. Don't, don't need to look in the eyes. But just look at them and realize, like, oh, man, I, I'm, I'm going to start liking you like a, like a brother or a sister or like a, like a real friend. Okay? You already like I, Some people are saying, I already like you. That's good. That's good. That's good. Okay. Now, here's the deal, of course. As we think about this, of course, the pinnacle of love, especially when it comes to Jesus, and we already sang some songs about this and talked about this, is, of course, the last point that we want to emphasize. And we need to think about this before we, we wrap things up here today. Love, ultimately, with Jesus, the pinnacle, is that it is other-centered sacrifice. Other-centered sacrifice. Right? We're very familiar with this, perhaps, with the story of Jesus. If not, uh, just take a look at these two excerpts. They kind of capture it very well. The first is from Jesus' mouth. He says this, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Okay, Jesus, how did you love us? Then he says this, greater love 
has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. And then later, um, one of the Jesus followers will say this, this is how we know what love is. Messiah Jesus laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Now, laying down our life, of course, as we think about it, means a lot of things, right? Ultimately, Jesus' picture was he died on our behalf. He said, you know what? Humanity is caught up in this thing called sin and evil. It has destroyed who they are internally. It affects how God is going to see them because God is holy and righteous and good and God is just. And so if God is holy and just and these people are messed up, God is going to have a judgment, a negative judgment on them. I am going to sacrifice myself. I'm going to take their sin and evil, break its power, take its consequences, and take that judgment in their place. That's what Jesus does, right? If you don't know about that Jesus, there it is. Know that about Jesus. Embrace that about Jesus. Receive it. It's beautiful. But then Jesus invites us, right, to do the same thing to be other-centered, to think about the other person's ultimate well-being and to say, you know what, I'm going to take a hit. I'm going to take a hit. I'm going to sacrifice for this person. And it can mean all sorts of things, right? It could be that, for example, somebody is sick in your community. Somebody is sick. The person next to you, we'll keep going with this person, is sick. And you realize that as they're getting more and more sick, that uh, you have a, a skill, perhaps. You know how to make some good food, or you have some extra cash, and you're like, oh, I could help them get some medicine, or something like that. But it's going to cost you something, right? You're busy. That extra cash really is just barely extra. Once that cash goes away, it's, you're back kind of in the red. You know, sacrifice is involved. But that's what Jesus is inviting us to. Now, here's the deal. One of the things that is just so clear in the teachings of Jesus is that this sort of love, this love that loves strangers, this love that has deep feelings, this love that sacrifices, Jesus is very clear that this sort of love is not natural. I mean, in some ways, it's natural for those we already like right? It's natural for those maybe that we get along with. But for the stranger, for the enemy even, we haven't looked at those excerpts. Jesus talks about loving your enemies. And then the kind of love where you actually have to like them and sacrifice, this is not normal. It's just not. And so Jesus, when he was here, he constantly reminded us that, you know what, you and I, we actually can't love this way until we have been loved in this way by God. In fact, Jesus and the scriptures are so clear that in many ways we were the strangers to God, right? And it makes sense. God is way out there, it seems, and we're here, and God is unknowable in so many ways, and yet God said, I want people to know me. I'm going to become a human. I'm going to make myself known. We were the strangers that God loved into his family. 
we were the ones that actually God felt affection for. Some of you here today, some of us, feel like God is out there ready to judge. God is upset with us. And in some ways, because he is holy, he is just, he does have strong feelings towards injustice. He has strong feelings towards brokenness. He hates it when things are broken. He doesn't like it when we fight with each other. He doesn't like it when we hate ourselves. He, he actually has strong negative feelings of hatred towards those evil things. But it's very clear in the scriptures that love triumphs over that judgment. That this idea of grace that Jesus talks about, which is love that just comes from God be just because, just because he loves us, that those feelings are directed towards us. And not only that, Jesus, again, has already sacrificed himself on our behalf. And so it's so clear in the teachings of Jesus that we cannot experience loving others until we receive that love. And I just think about my journey, and perhaps you can think about your journey. I, I kind of alluded to, I grew up in a family that didn't know how to show affection towards each other, but it wasn't just that. It was pretty bad. There, there were moments where, where it just wasn't loving. I don't know how else to describe it. I mean, there's yelling, there's calling each other's names, there's cursing. I've shared with you guys before that I've, I'm one of those kids that's been to school before with, like, cuts and scars, and people ask me, where'd you get those? You know, from my mom, but I can't say that at school. I mean, it's that kind of environment. And I remember growing up, but just not, not really knowing what love was, not really liking myself, and, and all these sorts of things. I, I've, I've shared with you stories here before. Of, I, I remember early as a teenager just picturing my funeral. I don't know if you've ever done this. I think a lot of us have done this. But at the age of 13, 14, picturing my funeral and thinking, hey, no one's going to be at my funeral. I suck. I'm just like, no, like, that's just how I thought. I was a very melancholy, depressive kid because of a number of things growing up. And then God met me. And I heard this story of Jesus. And it changed me. Where are we this morning as we think about love? Have you been loved yourself? Have you felt this love for yourself that we're describing here? Have you given this sort of love? Where is God inviting you this moment to come to him and grow and receive this love? as we pray, I just want to invite you to imagine what your life would be like if this kind of love captured you today. If you were, knew you were fully loved in this way and you knew you could fully love others in this way, how would you feel? How excited would you be Is that the kind of life you long to live? God, I thank you that you can give us that sort of life, a life brimming over with love, full of love, ready to spill over onto others. God, you know, many of us feel far from that kind of life. Many of us 
perhaps are reminded of the ways we don't love that way. God, we thank you that you look at us and you don't judge us. You don't say, Hada, you're terrible, shame on you. No, you just look at us and you say, you know what, I'm going to love you anyhow. I'm going to love you in the ways you can't love. And I'm going to overwhelm you and transform you with love so that you can love. And so God, we just say we receive that from you here today. We receive your love for us. We open our hearts now to receive that. say we want to give that away as well. Can you sing this chorus one more time? He loves us. Oh, how he loves us. And can you just sing it as your prayer, as a prayer of receiving this love from say yes to being your agents of this love in our city, in our neighborhoods, in our workplaces, all around. It's in Jesus we pray these things. Amen. Thanks again for joining us for today's conversation. For more information about Ethnos New Brunswick, visit us at ethnosmb.com.